already started recording, so we can go ahead and just sort of get into things. But uh, I guess just sort of to kick things off, you know, since we are doing this as a cross promotion, you know, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what each of our podcasts are and what they entail. Um, our podcast, the Proton Pack, uh, obviously the name is a uh, little homage to one of our favorite movies, mine and Tony's uh, Ghostbusters. And, uh, you know, it's sort of play on words. And, uh, you know, we cover sort of the latest news in TV, movies, video games, toys, all really genre related. So you won't find us talking about, uh, you know, Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, it's more, um, you know, the Game of Thrones. Damn, I was, I was ready to talk about that today, too. Oh. I'm out. I'm out, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> But uh, yeah, you know, we, we try to record weekly. Um, the show that we do is usually broadcast live. In fact, we are going to be broadcasting live directly after recording this. And uh, we do it on YouTube, on Facebook. And then, of course, the audio goes out uh, pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, you name it. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun. You know, we compile this information together. And, uh, you know, having Tim on now is... Uh, one of the things that uh, we really wanted to start getting into in interviewing people that uh, are part of the industry or have the same loves that we do. And, uh, you know, it's it's a nice way to cross promote at this point. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I like it, too. We're all Nevada boys, too. So that's a that's nice right. thing. <laughs> Even though we're all not in Nevada currently, where well, Chris is. And, I uh, am. Tim and I are not, but no, uh, we are not. I, I well, kind of wish I was, but I'm not. I was gonna say, I thought that was cool. You just uh, posted your vacation with your daughter on there. I didn't yeah. watch uh, all of the videos, but I got to watch some of uh, video one. That, that was really cool. Uh, yeah, no, I like I, I enjoy making those for people who you know want to know more about my childhood in Reno. Oh. I try to go back at least once a year now and, and record a little bit of something about my childhood. And we did, a, I did a video last year with my brother, him and I went back to Reno. And we went inside of our childhood homes because I wrote them a letter asking if I can go inside and video. Oh, that's cool. Video. Oh, and they neat. let us in. And so it's so cool to be back inside my little childhood home. Um, one was in Reno. The other one was in Sparks. No kidding. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I, I actually live in Sparks, uh, oh, okay. you know, way up in the Wingfield Springs area. But uh, I lived right next to um, Alice Maxwell Elementary School. Oh, no kidding. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. And it's funny that, uh, you know, for people who don't live in Reno, they don't understand, you know, sort of the, the culture. And it is a really a hidden little gem. You know, you have beautiful mountains to the west. You've got uh, some great things to do in town. Uh, it was a little bit of a dying town for a while, but now it's it's really growing. And, you know, we're the next Silicon Valley. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of big businesses come that way. I saw, too. Oh, yeah. Big companies. Yeah. We've got Tesla, Google. um, God, you name Amazon's going to be here, Apple. Wow. Um, yeah. And so uh, it, it's a growing town, but the nice thing is it is still a little bit of that hidden gem. Yep, exactly. And I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for Reno Sparks. So I, I love it there. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I also, I, th I got, uh, I had a lot of flashbacks when you were at Bowers Mansion, man. I haven't been there since I was a little guy too. And it's good to know that the pool is still green and you didn't jump into it. <laughs> So that, that's a good thing. I've never seen any other color besides green. Yeah, I was always, you know, the old rumor was uh, growing up was like uh, their daughter drowned in it. And then they. I heard that. Closed. I've heard that. Yep. 
Yeah. So I don't know if that was just the old ghost story. Then it you probably is. spooked out, went to the park next door. <laughs> well, and I, I see behind Tim, he's got a uh, animation cell of uh, Slimer. Is the yep. pool yep. Uh, like ecto cooler green color? Or? It's, yeah, very much that color. <laughs> <laughs> very much that color. <laughs> So, and then uh, Tony and I met Tim at uh, the first uh, Reno Pop Culture Con that we yeah. had here at, over the summer. And, you know, it was, he was nice enough to invite us on the uh, podcasting panel. And, uh, you know, it's been nice to sort of exchange things with him uh, over social media over these last few months. And, you know, we've finally had a chance to, to join up and, and connect up. And uh, so, Tim, you know, for our listeners, why don't you give people an idea of uh, what you do on your podcast? Of course. So my show, like you said, it's called Saturday Morning Rewind. Um, what I like to do with my show is I like to take people back to their childhood with each interview that I do. So I try to focus on a voice actor that was pretty prominent in the years, you know, 70s, 80s, maybe early 90s. That's what I grew up in. You know, I was born in 1980. So some of my favorite cartoons were Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Transformers, all that kind of stuff. So I've had many of them on my show. Let's see, I've been doing it for eight years now. I need to pull up a list of people I've interviewed. I always forget who I've interviewed <laughs> over the years. Well, I, I'm looking at it here. I mean, it's it's a little bit of everybody. Yeah, I it mean, really is. I, I dabble into not just cartoons. I dabble into any kind of voiceover. I've had a lot of the... Uh, you know, people who worked on Star Wars, maybe as a puppeteer or something. I haven't had the daughter of Jim Henson on talking about Jim Henson. So really, if you really like 80s pop culture, I think it's going to be a fun listen for a lot of you listeners out there. Well, and I, it's not little names either. I mean, you've got no, big no, names like, like Billy West, you know, Fry from yeah. Futurama, Ren from Ren and Stimpy. Kevin Conroy, Batman. I mean, the quintessential Batman. I was, I was his first ever Skype video interview. No kidding. He's never done one before I did it. So it was, it was pretty awesome. That's really cool. Um, Brad, Brad Dorf, who was Chucky, he was on the show. Great interview. Um, Ed Asner was on the show. Your most yeah. recent one, Tate Donovan, who was the voice of Hercules. And then, you know, for those of us who are fans of Friends, he was Joshua. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but uh, and then, you know, you've got uh, people who do multiple voices. I mean, you name a cartoon of the 80s and, and yeah. they had some hand in it. My and, favorite uh, interview I've ever done was with Corey Burton. Now, he's not a really household name. He's a huge, huge, huge voice actor, but he's. He's my, my favorite living voice actor right now. Um, you guys would know him as a voice of Dale from Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Oh, nice. That's what you guys would definitely know him as. But he has been everything. He's he's all around the Disney parks. He is um, the voice of Captain Hook now. Not okay. the original voice, of course, but he's the voice of him now. But he never does interviews at all. Like, I really don't know if he's ever really been interviewed. And I reached out to him, and his, his publicist said, yeah, he'll do it but you have 20 minutes to interview him. So it was like, you know, <laughs> no I, can pressure. Do 20 minutes. I get to 20 minutes. I like to at least keep them 20 minutes long. That's my minimum I like. So it's not bad, but to interview your favorite living voice act in 20 minutes is kind of hard, but I, I tried. And then if you listen to the podcast, I am trying to cut it off at about 19 minutes, but he keeps going and going and going. <laughs> And so I was like, you know, all right, sweet. It's his idea. You know, I'll keep going with it. You know, I have a lot to talk about. So we keep going. And I think around the 45-minute mark, I tried to cut it off again. 
but he keeps going and going. We talked for two hours. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And did you get that all in the podcast? Like that was your whole one? Uh, exactly. Like yep. Just that one. And I did cut a lot of it out because a lot of it was um, stuff that he didn't want out there. Okay. He didn't want all released, you know, it's, which was cool that he felt comfortable talking to me, you know, just chit-chatting with me and not just about work, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So my favorite interview I've done. Well, and did, was his publicist chiming in at all? Like, Hey, we got to go. Or were they just, no, no, no. They, let they him weren't ride. even there at all. I don't, I don't think they're there whatsoever. Wow. So I don't think they even knew. <laughs> and, you know, I think between the three of us, we're all sort of, you know, voiceover geeks considering, you know, the eras that we grew up in. And uh, a lot of people take for granted, you know, the art of voiceover and, and yeah. you know, especially um, animated movies nowadays, you get the big names, you get, uh, you know, Tim Allen, you've got yeah. uh, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, yeah. You know, and, Brad Pitt every now and then. Yeah, you know, and Ed Wilson, and a lot of them don't change up their name or no, their voices. It's voice. just normal voice, you know. Exactly. Whereas um, we got to when we got to do the Reno Pop Culture Con, what was cool is you were so nice to just come up and introduce yourself to us, and then introduce a lot of the voice actors. You're like, oh yeah, I'm friends with Katie Lee over here. She was in Muppet <laughs> Baby stuff, and it was just really cool because you're like, oh really? <laughs> so. That was that you know it's always cool because you look at them and they do so many voices yeah. you know and I just think that's really neat. Yeah, Katie. Katie's a sweetheart. I've been friends with her for about I think five-ish years, maybe six years. I don't remember when we first met, but I've been to her house a couple of times. Very, very sweet lady. That's awesome. Now, how did you originally start getting connected with these voiceover actors? Now. In order to tell that story, I kind of need to go even farther back to the year 2000 when I first started doing this kind of stuff. I started interviewing rock bands okay. that I grew up loving from the 90s. Because I love you know 90s grunge and that kind of stuff. <laughs> so I would interview rock bands because there was a, a concert I wanted to get into that was sold out at the time. And I went on eBay looking for tickets and it says free tickets. I think it was uh, Fuel and Oleander, if okay. you remember them. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Sacramento band Oleander. There you go, yeah. 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 And uh, so I I checked out the listing, and it wasn't for tickets. It was like an e-book on how to get free concert tickets. And so I bought it. It was like five bucks. I bought it. You know, they shipped me like this cheap printout on printer paper. <laughs> and it told you to start it like a uh, – like, at the time, they called it e-zines. They weren't even called blogs back back in the day. This mm -hmm. e-zine, and it's telling you to start a publication where you interview these rock bands and they'll give you free tickets. And so, long story short, I did that for about man, I think that was about ten years. I did that. A lot of big bands. I started interviewing um, actors as well, and then I started dabbling into voice actors on that same show as well. And I just realized that talking to them, they were just so much nicer than the rock bands and the actors I was talking to. And <laughs> it was, it always gave me goosebumps just hearing them talk. Cause a lot of them, you can hear, you know, little characters that they voice over the years. You can hear it when they say different words and I just got a kick out of it. And then my, my father passed away in 2012 and I really started to go back and dwell on my childhood. And I started watching all these cartoons that I loved as a kid. And I was like, you know what? I want to do a show where I interview all the people I admired from when I was a kid. And that's that's how I started it. 
And then from there, you just started reaching out to. I did. Well, here's the behind the scenes that not too many people know about my first ever interview with Michael Bell. He was my first interview. He was, of course, uh, G.I. Joe, Transformers and all that kind of stuff. Huge, huge voice actor. Um, he kind of owed me a favor <laughs> because he told me he was going to do an interview for my old podcast, the Rock Bottom Podcast, where I interviewed rock bands and actors. And he dropped out. And I remembered that. And I was like, dude, remember that one time you were supposed to do an interview on my show and you weren't able to make it? Do you think you can do it now and be my first ever guest? And he, he did it. So I really, I, I need to thank him because without that big name for the first ever episode, I don't think I'd be where I'm at now. That's what got the ball rolling. And I think so because Stitcher featured my podcast for the whole entire month just wow. because of that one episode. That is cool. So, yeah. yeah. Now the audio was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that usually how it starts? Well, it you, is. Gotta, it you, is. you start like with really crap audio or kind of there's glitches and issues and then yeah, as it time so goes, bad. gets a little more professional and a little yeah. more. Yeah. Well, back and, when I used to record every interview with like a headset connected to my cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little earbuds and the yeah, inline mic. And, yeah, yeah, it was so bad, so bad. So don't go back and listen to that one. I actually did another interview with him I think it was two or three years ago, one of my best interviews I think I've done with, with anybody, and that's with Michael Bell. So check that one out instead of the very first episode. So don't go to one. Don't start don't the very to bottom. One. Just go right to Lauren Lester and just roll from there. <laughs> Maybe. Your second Maybe. One, so. Okay. Well, and it's funny how things sort of parallel. You know, uh, Tony and I, we started a rock podcast called uh, Tales from the Pit. And uh, it was one of those things where, you know, we, we talked music news. We talked, I mean, because between the two of us, I mean, we've probably been to thousands of concerts. Yeah. And, too, yeah. So many. You know, and everyone has its story. And, you know, we would go through and talk about, you know, experiences and things that we had. And what we quickly started to realize is that, you know, while we had a great love and there was a small audience that had that same sort of love, it, it was hard to reach a, a wider audience. It was, I agree, yeah. And so, you know, the other thing we found ourselves doing is we would talk pop culture and, hey, did you see the latest trailer for this? Did you check out this video game? Oh, did you hear they're bringing this cartoon back? And we realized that we were talking more about that than music. Yeah. And decided to sort of shift our focus over to the pop culture side of things. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you know, we grew up again in those same sort of eras, but, you know, I went to film school and, you know, I, I've seen sort of the, the backside of, you know, film production and everything that goes into it and, uh, you know, have this weird sort of thing in my head where, you know, if I meet somebody face to face, I can't remember the name five minutes later, I'm but the same exact way. <laughs> if you ask me an actor or a role from an obscure movie back whenever, I can pull those things out. And so, uh, you know, we just started rolling with it. We really didn't have a format to begin with. And uh, it is one of those things. You go back, you listen to the early stuff, and you're like, boy, that's that's rough. And over time, it just sort of, you know, built its format. And, you know, we've gone on now to, uh, you know, broadcasting live video. And, and uh, you know, it's been a really fun journey to get there. That's awesome, man. And then you said that, now, how did you guys meet? The two of you, how did you two meet? High school. Uh, we, yeah, we met in high school. Actually, um, 
I was working at a video store and Chris was working at the movie theater in Carson city. And, okay. uh, um, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you lived in Reno at the time, but video maniacs, if you remember them, that sounds familiar. Uh, old school. <laughs> the, I don't remember the name yeah. of the store I was went to, but it sounds familiar. Yeah, it was a fun one. And I worked there and, uh, Chris and I actually, um, through a mutual friend of ours, uh, Adam, um, they, he was kind of our gateway to meet each other. We ended up, uh, ironically at an underage uh, party we weren't supposed to attend doing what? No. non-adult uh, we were doing adult things when we shouldn't have and uh, uh, Chris couldn't go home so he ended up uh, coming to my house and we had to pretend to be sober and stuff and I remember uh, Chris <laughs> puked in a bag and then we threw it in my neighbor's backyard and that's how we became <laughs> friends was just from some degenerate uh, high school stuff and it was funny because it was actually what got us wasn't pop culture. It was the uh, love of Megadeth, actually, the oh, wow. Countdown to Extinction album. And then all of a sudden, you know, Chris is really into Dream Theater and I like Dream Theater and I liked Queensryche and Chris liked Queensryche. And yeah. then it was the love of mutual music. Like we were definitely into Metallica and things like that. And um, it started with that. And then you get to know things like, Oh, you play Nintendo? Oh, me too. What's your game? This is that. Oh, you get the Sega Dreamcast? Me too. So it, it just really became the the common bond, you know, which just started with underage fun into music yeah. into this. And uh, yeah, we've been friends since then. And uh, it's it's been a hell of a journey. It's been cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, on your show, you've got a, a couple co-hosts or, or folks that yeah. join you as well. Not for the interviews, because I've told them this. I don't trust anybody else with interviews besides me. Because not, not to be, you know, <laughs> conceited or anything, but right. in my way of thinking, if anything goes wrong, I want it to be, because of, to be because of me and not anybody else. Right. You know, and to talk over people is kind of hard when you're interviewing somebody. So I, just, I do the interviews 100% by myself. And then um, I think it was two years into doing the show, maybe a year and a half. I got this really epic iTunes review from somebody. It was a very detailed five-star review. And um, his username on iTunes was the same as a guy who was following me on Twitter. So I was like, oh, it's got to be the same guy. Right. So I, I started chatting with him. You know, we started talking every single day on Twitter. And then, you know, realized like, hey, this, this kid, well, not kid, he's only like maybe six years younger than me, but you know, this guy has the same interest as me and let's just, let's see if he wants to join the show. So we kind of do the same thing you guys kind of do where when he's on the show, we chat about cartoons from our childhood. Mm -hmm. So we try to pick like one specific cartoon for each episode or one topic for each episode. And we've been doing that for God, let's see. The podcast is almost eight years old. I think he's been part of it for like six and a half or maybe six years. One of my, one of my closest friends too. It's, it's crazy. You know, that's awesome. And it just was something basic, you know, yeah. just a comment. That's so cool. Exactly. Yeah. I, so I just, I searched him out and I was like, yeah, this kid, he, he knows how to talk because you know, if, if he was talking and, and typing like the younger generation, you know, not ending in, you know, in periods and commas and everything. <laughs> right. I probably wouldn't have asked him to join the podcast, but I can tell he was educated, you know, not to be mean, but you want somebody who sounds proper mm -hmm. doing a podcast, you know, and we became really good friends. I remember the first time I met him in person, 
I think we were going to the uh, D23 Expo in Anaheim. And Very so cool. we, we shared a hotel. And my wife was like, are you sure you want to do that? To share a hotel with somebody you've never met? <laughs> But I do crazy stuff, and I don't. I don't care. You know, we talked for I think it's like two years. He was on the show. I'd never met the guy, and we finally met each other in Anaheim. And really cool guy. And then Jacob, the other co-host, he kind of came along the same way. He was a listener as well, and I think he sent me a friend request on Facebook, and he was doing a podcast too and he kept on mentioning our show on their podcast and we became good friends. And so we, for his episodes, we talk about retro video games. Okay. Mainly NES, SNES, that kind of stuff. I love it. I see it here up on your page um, for a little, just little notes here and there. I mean, you guys have some good reviews. I mean, a lot of good games that obviously, you know, just trigger, like, like you said, you love to go back to your childhood because it brings you back to, just great memories and that's me on a friday night going to uh the local m&m video that was a mom pop shop in carson city and uh doing uh my mom would let us rent you know one nintendo game or we yep. get it at the super nintendo era we started going to video madness and uh we would get our super nintendo game and i'd always con my sister and uh i would tell her if she picked a really dumb game i'd be like, oh man <laughs> you know like we should really try this one i think this one's more fun and for whatever reason, I got my way a lot of the times, and then she'd be best because, <laughs> you know, I hog the system. So, well, and the nice thing is we're in this time period now where nostalgia is back, and so you yeah, you see yeah. the re-release of these mini systems, and you know uh, the Nintendo Switch. I spend more time playing the NES and the SNES yep. games than I do actual Switch games. Yeah, and- I, need you, I need you guys as um gamer number or whatever because i just got a switch for christmas so oh absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah that'll be fun and uh, but yeah you know it's one of those things where you can tell that the the people that are in charge of entertainment now were people just like us they're our age yep yep and uh you know the the movies that are coming out you know marvel for instance you know they're they're doing a great job of, of taking the the canon and the things from the comic books that people love and incorporating those into movies that people want to see as opposed to, you know, the old attempts at comic book movies where they just take a name and a likeness and they run completely out of range with it and wonder why it doesn't work. Yep, exactly. Now, now what were some of your guys' favorite cartoons growing up? Well, I'm a huge Transformers fan. I've yep. been collecting Transformers for years, uh, you know, G1 all the way through, you know, the latest, you know, Siege lines. And, uh, you know, it's that's one that's always resonated with me. But, uh, you know, grew up with Thundercats and, and G.I. Joe and Silverhawks. And, um, you know, those were my main, like, Saturday morning and, cartoons. And GoBots? Uh, not not so much GoBots. Because <laughs> they were the I, Kmart Transformers? I <laughs> like GoBots. I don't care. I, they, they were different. You know, the, you can't even compare them to Transformers. They were different. They're more of a kiddie version. So I, I, I always like GoBots as well. Yeah. And the toys were fun. I mean, they, they were, were little I mean, matchbox size. They they're were. simplistic. They're not super hard to, to get together, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, when you're a kid in the 80s, you know, story wasn't a huge thing in the, the cartoons we grew up with. Most of it was just, you know, basic story 
action, same formula just to sell toys. And Which uh, is a weird thing. I didn't get that as a kid. I was just always like, oh, they made toys in a cartoon. I mean, I've got <laughs> have it. I mean, obviously, if you can see behind, kind of, I don't know, but uh, I can't line up my hand. But um, I have the Ninja Turtles right there, um, pop figures, and I'm, I'm a huge Ninja Turtle guy. Um, yeah. I think growing up, my favorites, of course, as a little guy, I was into Masters of the Universe. I had all those. Um, then I was Thundercats, I was Panthro in uh, like uh, for Halloween one year. Oh, my mom awesome. made me this bitchin' Panthro <laughs> costume. It was way cool. Um, and then, of course, Ninja Turtles hit, and I was all about them. And uh, here's, my, here's my turtle. Oh, I love it. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Look at that movie, movie raft. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he was on the show too, Josh Payas. I had him on the show as well, the voice of Raphael. Oh, that's good. You know, looking back, I mean, they're all on Netflix now. I ain't going to lie. Like, I still like them. I, I did. Yeah, I, know. I mean, I, I, the only thing I don't Some... like nowadays is the current Ninja Turtle reboot, The yeah. Rise. Not a fan of that. But I did like the last incarnation uh, of the Ninja Turtles. That was, yeah. it had a lot of feel of the uh, 80s that we grew up in. In the 90s, I would have to say I got into the Disney afternoon stuff. So, you know, yep. a lot with your podcast. I'm, Huge on uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, Tailspin, DuckTales. Um, before that, I liked Gummy Bears. That The Adventures of the Gummy Bears yep. was cool. Yep. Um, and then, of course, X-Men animated series. X-Men, yeah. That's yep. where I was going to go. That was a huge – that was probably my last big cartoon I got into in the 90s. Yeah, maybe me as well. Yeah. yeah. I stopped. People can't believe – I get a lot of emails from listeners, and they reference newer cartoons. And I don't watch new cartoons. I, I haven't watched – a cartoon that's let's see i think i stopped around 96 mm-hmm. and i haven't watched a single thing since then honestly maybe justice league is the only thing i maybe have seen and futurama have, that kind of stuff oh yeah yeah those ones i definitely we're fans of futurama and you know of course the simpsons but i don't yeah. label those as those childhood no no they, they simpsons they're like recurring like, your parents wouldn't really let you watch it. Um, I don't know. I've my parents let me watch it, but my I know parents that a lot let of my me. parents couldn't. So. Yeah, my parents let me. I just was kind of looked down upon by other parents. Yes, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> I was in that same boat. Yep. You know, I had all the VHS recorded tapes. Yeah. It's like Simpsons episode, <laughs> blah blah to whatever. You know, and uh, now it's it's great because with I mean Disney Plus, you have access to every single episode, yeah. and I wish they'd put Futurama on there. I Love Futurama. That so was a fantastic show. You you used to uh, video your favorite cartoons too. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yep, yep. man. And it was a big mix. It was like you'd have like Super Mario Brothers Super Show in the morning, yeah. and then Super Mario World, and I'd have Ninja Turtles, some X Men, and they were always out of place X Men. And unfortunately, sometimes <laughs> I couldn't record it just right, and I'd cut off some of it. And I was good, man. I was good. I had a separate tape for all my cartoons. Oh, so see, that's I remember awesome. Eek the Cat had his own tape. Um, oh, Eek Be- the Cat. Beetlejuice yeah. had his own tape. Um, X Men, um, Turtles had their own tape. And I'd cut out every commercial. Oh yeah, um, which I regret doing because that's what's cool to watch now are these old commercials. Right, right. retro toy commercials, exactly. and cereal, awesome. and yeah, I, yeah, you name it. There's so I much just fun ran to across. I just ran across some. So on my Facebook page, I, I posted those two clips of my dad on the Reno News. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, which um, were awesome, by the way. Yeah, I never realized that if I continued the tape, my mom taped the whole entire like 
two hour block and there's like commercial breaks for Reno, I was getting goosebumps because I had not seen Reno commercials, specific commercials in years. Yeah. And they were and always so cheesily filmed were. too. Yeah. Just really bad. Yeah. So bad. And so I saved those. I put them on my hard drive. I saved those too. And maybe I'll use those somewhere. I don't know, but it's just yeah. really cool to watch the little commercials. It is. And that's the joys. Like luckily YouTube, a lot of people are able to get yeah. some of those, but some of those local ones, like you yeah. said, you can't get like in Carson city, we had this place called Panda express and had this really happy Asian guy. And, and his motto every time he's like, a good food, good time. A Panda kitchen, how we get to East Carson city where it's okay to use a fork. And all of like everyone that's our age now that went, that lived and grew up in Carson city remembers that Panda kitchen thing. You know, they always quote that crap. Now kids today, they don't know what the hell that yeah. is. They don't, uh, they don't do it anymore, but you know, it's, I, I'm with you with that nice throwback. I wish I still had access to my old VHS tapes. Um, I, yeah, see, I um, I actually don't have any of them anymore. I don't know mm. what I did with them. I think I just taped over them over the years. I think I put yeah. movies on them over the years. I, have, I didn't think I'd want them. I have one embarrassing one, which is kind of cool. I sent it to Chris um, back when WCW was around. <laughs> uh, Chris and I went and saw a taping of WCW Thunder, and we got right behind, and we were right behind Bobby Heenan and uh, – Mike Tanay, I think, but you could see Chris and I in our high school form <laughs> right behind Bobby Heenan. And like the main event was like Ric Flair and Sid Justice wow. versus Hulk Hogan and, That's some, awesome. you know, something Randy Savage, maybe. I don't know. I don't even remember. But we saw a lot of big, big time Sounds stuff like there. I mean, you look back and it's actually on the WWE network. So, and wow! Go to that terrible <laughs> show, <laughs> and uh, Chris and I are on the network there. Yeah, Proton Pack, circa uh, 97, 90, 98, 97, 98 oh, somewhere in there. Yeah. Now, since you guys are fellow Nevada kids, uh, I may have talked to you about this at the RenoCon. Do you remember a, a local TV show around eighty-five-ish, maybe eighty-six-ish? It was a lot like Barney. So there was like a kid studio audience and there was, I want to say he was a cowboy like as the host. And I think it was a woman in a caterpillar costume or maybe a butterfly costume as the sidekick. Does that sound familiar at all? I picture reading rainbow with that, but (laughs) but it's not that no. And I actually wasn't in the Nevada area. So when I grew up, we moved around pretty much once every two years. And so I didn't end up, here until high school but <laughs> if you could find that that'd be worth i'm trying that. to find it because i'm actually in an episode of it oh no kidding yeah i was one of the kids in the audience and they, i remember they even went to me during one of the songs and i wasn't singing that's probably why they went to me because i don't i don't sing it even now i don't sing <laughs> and so the, the camera was like zooming in on me while they were singing the song it was my whole i think it was my first grade class we were all the audience and I cannot find it was before we had a VCR, so we never taped it. And I'm trying to see if I can find that anywhere. So if, if anybody's listening and that sounds familiar, please hit us up because I've been trying to find that for years. <laughs> we do have a lot of followers from Nevada, so if any of our uh, childhood friends there you go. are watching, please think because. I mean, I'm born and raised in Carson City, and I yeah. don't remember it. But it would have been it would have been on in Carson City. We may yeah. have even drove to Carson City to film it. I don't remember where we drove, but it was on the Reno. I don't even remember what station it was. 
because the only one I grew up, I remember growing up uh, for childhood stuff. I remember KOLO because my parents watched that. And yeah. She was kind of late. So I remember like Tad Dunbar was a big figure for a long time. <laughs> one of those goofy things I, was, I remember as a kid. Um, other than radio personalities, yeah. I remember a lot of radio stations growing up. Oh, yeah, up. dude. I used to listen to the radio. And I don't remember at the stations in Reno, but I used to, in the summertime, I used to call them almost every day to request music. Well, did you do uh, 93, 93.7 KWNZ? That what, kind was of like, music? what kind of music was It was, was that? the bike to popular music. That's probably pop. what it was. Yeah. That's probably what it I was. Because I remember getting on the radio like, can you play this song? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. And then you're like, I heard my voice. It's cool. I remember one time she asked me, it was like a dedication hour. So I had to make it, I had to do a dedication, which I didn't want to do. I just wanted to request a song. So she was like, well, do you have a dedication? I was like, "Um, yeah, my mom. I dedicate it to my mom. And then she was like, well, why do you want to dedicate doors? Like "Um, for cleaning my room. (laughs) And did they play it? They did play. They had played that interview too. Oh, that's awesome. That's always good. That was the fun times too back then when you didn't have like uh, cell phones. You had to be real quick to yeah. call and it was yep, like, call yep. or none right now. Oh, I, I won so many contests on the oh, radio yeah. station. I remember winning, I don't, it wasn't NASCAR, but you know, the local um, racetrack or whatever. I won tickets to that. I won tickets to the uh, water park. I forget the name of it now in Spark. Wild Island. Yeah. 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 Um, so many things I've won. I've won so many things I didn't even pick up. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I ain't going. I used nope. to win a lot off the rock station out there, uh, 104.5. I remember winning a lot of different things there. Back when it was up cool- off of uh, McCarran and Sutro? Yeah. Yep. One of the cool things I won was a uh, Simpsons package. I, I knew a Simpsons trivia question, and I answered huh. and I won a, a Bart Simpson skateboard in high school. Oh, wow. And I didn't ever open it. I was just like, oh, I'll hold on to it, see what happens. And then someone broke into our uh, apartment in Reno and jacked it. So oh, God. It was sitting in my car, and yeah, shame on me. Somebody really wanted that El Barco <laughs> <laughs> skateboard. That's awesome. Now, so speaking of video now, Tim, you also do YouTube videos, um, you know, compilations of voice actors or um, uh, toy unboxings as well. Was that now those those two things? I have to kind of dwindle down, okay, um, because the new COPPA law that came to be in January mm-hmm. on YouTube, they they were really getting strict on um, videos that uh, feature toys or uh, cartoons. So really? yeah, so I kind of dwindling those down. I'm more focusing on vlogs or like those Reno trips with my daughter. Mm-hmm. that kind of stuff now so i'm really just going to focus on those things from here on out or like travel videos i'm going to do like um filming filming locations for retro 80s movies stuff like that oh that's cool yeah that's awesome sort of go um, back to where things were filmed and exactly yep exactly I, I'm, I'm starting to plan a back to the future one at some point that i'll do because my favorite that's my favorite movie of all time yeah i was just gonna say i actually was telling chris before we did this um that's one of the videos i got to watch years and i just oh. thought like when you did that video, the the entire vlog, like you you opened up the scene where you're like Marty in bed and you yeah, have, oh, yeah. great Scott, great Scott <laughs> going off and uh, and then you get that all rolling. Um, what what went into making all that? Because you did such a good job. I mean, you had the DeLorean pick, you had I, someone in a DeLorean pick you up. You went down to uh, well, 
it made it look like you instantaneously went to Florida, you know, in the time machine. But yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that was a fun one to do. Like like you said, I, I I'm wearing Marty's clothes and I'm in the bed, so it's like the opening sequence or not opening sequence the first you know within 10 minutes of the first back to the future where right. he's in bed and doc calls him he's like hey come here marty you need to get to my place you know um so i kind of try to redo that i haven't had the same exact um clock in the background <laughs> and um i even looked on ebay and found the same exact um um pillowcase that he had not seen. No oh, I didn't catch that. I yeah. caught the Diet Pepsi can. Yep, yep. And I had I saw the alarm clock. Obviously, the shirt. I mean, you had it down to a T. It yeah. was freaking awesome. Well, I, I, I was I was planning that video for a very long time, and like you said, you didn't even notice the the pillowcase. Oh, I didn't even catch but that one. I was so happy to find that on eBay because it's not even a pillowcase that's easy to find. I just had to like search different keywords like tan, striped, black pillowcase and finally one listing popped up after like hours of me looking for it and and there it was i gotta so ask I, was it used i don't know to <laughs> <laughs> use pillowcase from back to the future I, I use it now for myself as my personal pillowcase because it's from back to the future but it was so hard to find but yeah a lot of details into that first five minutes of the video like i said i found somebody with a delorean actually he has five i believe deloreans yeah um, he lives just an hour north of me. And I remember I ran into him at a convention here in Montana. And I Googled, I didn't know his name. So I had to Google like news reports of the convention. I finally found a caption with his name. Then I saw he had a Facebook page and I sent him a message. And like a month later, he responded and he said he thought it was a good idea. So yeah, that's that's how that came to be. And, and that's when I was sad because when I filmed that scene... I realized I'm too tall to own a DeLorean. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm six foot four. And if you go back and watch the video, when I'm closing the door behind me, I have to tilt my head <laughs> to even close the door. And so there's no way I can even drive a DeLorean. Well, it's good as you, you panned really quick and you, you had instant, you know, like you see the flux capacitor yeah, and then you yeah. just went right into it, which, which I thought was cool. And I know the whole thing is you got to meet the cast there and, I think your vlog videos are so well done. Like even the one where you just posted with your daughter being back in Nevada, I love the time-lapse. And then you just stop the time-lapse when the tent blows and it like lands on your poor daughter. And she's like, ah! And then you guys do the hike. And then you're like, this is much better than when it was windy earlier when you yeah. were uh, at Davis Creek, which again, a nice childhood throwback. And yep. somewhere I used to go a lot camping as a kid. So. Yeah. I try to, I, I put a lot of thought into my videos. I don't, wanted to throw them out there i actually usually kind of write out ideas you know shot lists and everything like that a lot of times i don't end up doing it but it's nice to have an idea of what you want before you do it so yeah you can tell you definitely take the time i look forward to seeing some of your other vlog videos and uh you know while i i think that's a bummer with the new laws and things that you can't do a lot of the yeah. the cool stuff i mean i i I think it's really neat that you're going off to do other things. I mean, what's, what's nice is that I have a lot of old sealed toys that I was going to open on those videos, but now that I can't do it, I actually sold quite a few of them and I bought new camera gear. So the video should look a lot better here on out. Oh, that's so cool. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a bad thing that it happened. I think it's a good thing. I focus more on my own material that I want to create instead of, you know, things that my heart wasn't hundred percent into. 
Right. You think you want, or you think that people want to see, but you know, it's exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, and you think that too, cause there's like that kid that Ryan's world. Yeah, I know. I do just yeah. that little kid. All he does is review toys. Kids love them. I've yeah. got kids everywhere. It's nuts. And, and it's so weird. Cause, um, when I met Chris, uh, I've never met a guy that had more toys than Chris, you know, like I didn't have any of these pop figures. No, I mean, obviously they didn't exist back then, but, um, you know, just Chris's love for toys, you know, transformers that were probably just, if, if he had a back wall, be all transformers. Um, yeah. It was always really neat. And, uh, it's cool to see, like when you were, uh, reviewing toys and busting mm-hmm. those out, it's like, all right, man, this is cool. Well, it, the- it, it- you know, you get the nostalgia of opening those blister packs, and yeah, and uh, you, know. you feel so bad for some of them, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and it it's funny because you go back, and you know, some of them are so hard to find, and you know, they have these collectible values, but then others are worth virtually nothing, nothing. and you yeah. can find them for so, so yeah. cheap. Yeah. But you know, they bring back so much nostalgia and so much, uh, you know, of what we grew up with. Yeah. Now, what about you guys? What's your what's your all time favorite toy? I'll let you start, Tone. Uh, I think for me, it had to have been a toss up between between the actual Castle Grayskull or Snake Mountain. I think I really loved Snake Mountain a lot as a kid. From uh, and those is from for those listening, that's Masters of the Universe. If you don't know, um, but what was cool about Snake Mountain it was this creepy purple castle that opened up and it had this weird ferret black microphone thing that if you went in it would echo 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 oh, <laughs> like you pretend you're skeletor or something um i think as the little guy that was my big favorite up until you know ninja turtles came out and then it was um you know uh, having like the party van and and just collecting all the different variants of the figures so if you had i think one of my favorites was uh sewer surfing mike that was kind of a big one that i would take with me places that was cool um but nowadays you know it's weird you know i got in that phase where i was like man we don't have toys anymore and uh now i love collecting as weird as it sounds it started as just hand-me-downs uh from friends they're like oh i have this funko pop you might like it here you go and now i've been collecting funko pops and that's a dangerous it uh, is it is they're, they're everywhere a little addiction because they have everything everything you can imagine so i'm always saying chris i'm like dude check this out like did you see they're releasing the 35th uh, anniversary of back to the future so there's just crazy and i have this uh one funko pop back here where it's marty and the delorean yeah and that was given to me and that's i, I freaking love that and uh so now they have these uh other ones coming out uh from back to the future too and They've got Doc in the uh, clock tower, and I'm just like, oh, crap. You know, because I, hey, I just bought the Ghostbusters this last year for an anniversary. So, um, yeah, but that's ten, mine. Ten bucks here, ten bucks there. and Oh, dude, they they add up like crazy. Um, I, I quit drinking Diet Dr. Pepper, and I used to be a big Diet Dr. Pepper guy. And today on my road trip, I just got back from South Dakota. And... Uh, I noticed if you bought three Diet Dr. Peppers, you got a free Funko Pop. And it was the, <laughs> the little sweets guy with yeah. the Dr. Pepper can. Yeah. So I bought three things of Diet Dr. Pepper <laughs> just so I could get this thing. And it's on order now. And it was completely wow. free minus the five bucks I spent for three Diet Dr. Peppers. They're probably just going to sit there. For <laughs> so, yeah. I would say, unfortunately, that's kind of a new collection obsession. So that's me. Uh, yeah. How about you? 
Well, for me, uh, you know, obviously Transformers and, you know, I grew up with, you know, the G1. Uh, I had friends who had the, the, the different uh, planes, you know, Starscream, and, um, and, which were awesome. But for me, the biggest thing was when we went on a family trip to Germany and, uh, you know, really didn't know much what was going on, but we would stop in these little toy stores and I f- would find the individual combiners of Devastator, the G1 Devastator. Mm-hmm. And throughout just that whole trip through Germany, finally collected them all. And the whole idea that you've got these transforming robots that then combine into this much larger robot just blew my mind as a kid. Yeah. And was always a fan of the combiners for Transformers. And then, of course, you know, you fast forward to today and, you know, what Hasbro's doing with, you know, their current line of Transformers, plus what they're doing with the Masterpiece figures. You know, that nostalgia back to the die cast and the the, the detail and the intricate transformations. Um, it's just so much fun. Yeah. What about you, Tim? What was your uh, yours as a kid? This is kind of hard to pick, but I, I, I think... My favorite, if I have to think about it, I think would be the um, G.I. Joe series of, of toys in the early or mid-80s. Um, I had probably 30 or 40 of them when I was a kid, mainly because I remember my parents going to a uh, yard sale in Reno and coming home with a box of like 25 of them mm-hmm. from nice. a yard sale. So I remember getting a ton of them. So I think that's my favorite. Um, I also had a ton of turtles. Um, I remember getting... For Christmas one year, I think it was 1990, maybe 91, I got um, like four of the Tailspin figures for Christmas. I remember loving those nice. and had a lot of Ghostbusters toys. I think those right there would be all my favorites of my childhood, I think. And, of course, Lego. I was a huge Lego kid as, as you know. Yeah. Kid. So. yeah. I'd say us, too. Um, I was also big on uh, Hot Wheels and Micro Machines. Oh, Micro Machines, yeah, man. I grew into all that. Yeah. The guy that talked a million miles a minute. Yeah, just... I've had my, I've had him on the show, too. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. yeah he he talked really fast, too? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't think so. – I mean, a little faster, I think, than, than most people, maybe. <laughs> not, not so bad. Yeah. yeah, John Machida. He did the voice of yeah. Blur in the uh, Transformer yep. series. <laughs> yep, sure did. I remember him all the time with that mustache. You're going to get the new Micro Machines. No, <laughs> oh, Micro Machines is not the real thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember going. That was my that was like my baseball cards as a kid. We, I remember taking some of those to school and we trade, you yeah, know, machines absolutely. in school. And that's how I got my favorite all the time is the uh, gray Lamborghini. I think I got in like '86 or '87. I think '86. And, nice. I, and that's back when they had those nice hard die cast. They yeah. had the rubber tires. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Before all the plastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's so cool to talk toys because I, I I'm having all these flashbacks. Um, a week ago I tried uh, here in Fort Collins we have uh, something called that '80s pizza place, huh. and um, you go in there, man, and it is nostalgia to the rim. They have old school action figures, they have you know video games, all these things from the '80s, man. It's a nice throwback. But I remember one of the things I had too was called Muscle. Yes. Yeah. Pink yeah. Wrestlers. Yeah. So I had that and they had an unopened package sitting there. I'm just like, oh, God. holy crap, I had those, you know? <laughs> and that was that was the big thing because as a little kid, as weird as this is, I wasn't into WWF as a you kid. You know, I, I wasn't – I mean, I kind of was. I, I, I liked Hulk Hogan as a, as a, as a figure. 
Yeah. You no, know? but I don't think I've really watched it. I played the video games. I love the video games. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got into that in the 90s because I saw in your, when you were doing the pack video, I loved it because you opened up your uh, <laughs> luggage and then you're like, yeah, you put that Hulk Hogan buddy in yeah. there. And that's, <laughs> nope. Like, I'm not done packing it. And you stick that in, that cool camera illusion. I'm like, that's just good humor right there. That was, that was a good, yeah. I like to keep people entertained in my videos. You know, if, even if I'm talking, I want people to remain interested. So it's something I came up with. No, I like it. It's it's totally got that good illusion. You're like, yeah, still not done packing yet. And it's just like this one little luggage. With the Castle Grayskull in there. Yeah. <laughs> now, do you guys ever go down the rabbit hole of trying to find like old toy lines or cartoons that you, you vaguely remember? But, yes. you know, for All me, yeah, it was like, you know, looking for Bionic Six and yep. uh, Centurions yep. and uh, Silverhawks. And, you know, it's one of those things like I, I have vivid memories, cops, C-O-P-S, cops, yeah. yep. you know, of these cartoons. And then nothing ever really came of them. Yeah, I do that all the time. And what I do is I, I now collect old Sears and JCPenney catalogs from the 80s. And that's kind of how I trigger my memories. Like, oh, yeah, that was a cartoon. Or, yeah, that was a toy line I remember having. I just never would have known that's what it was. And so I have a maybe 10 now old Sears and just penny catalogs from the 80s. And they're just fun to go through, check out the prices, check out, like, the USS flag for G.I. Joe. is like <laughs> 50, 50 bucks back then. Now you're lucky to find it for 2000 bucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's crazy to think back then too if we only knew now what we know and collecting toys i mean there's a lot of toys i would have never opened you no know? i know or at least bought two of i would have bought two of yeah there's so many toys i had that are worth you know in mint condition so much money um one of my biggest toy regrets this is gonna be kind of a silly and stupid story but um when i was married uh my ex-wife cassie she had a uh, a michael jackson doll and it was the thriller with the glove. Yeah. Um, and the thing at the time wasn't worth anything because, you know, he had that child molestation stuff yep. and all that weird stuff. So that toy wasn't worth crap. Yeah. So like, we donated it to the local Goodwill, just threw it in a box and get this. We, what are we going to do with this thing? Because she had old Barbies and stuff and we aced that off. Well, he dies two weeks later. That wow. doll goes for over a grand on eBay. <laughs> and I went back to the, uh, you know, the Goodwill to see if I try to get it. And that shit was gone. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, yeah. So basically you just never know with toys, you know, no. Cause that, that thing sat and I'm like, this is creepy. Ain't no one want a Michael yeah. Jackson doll, but yeah, yeah I, I've told the show, I, I've told this on my podcast before how I don't really own any of the toys from my childhood because I got a summer job in Yellowstone national park when I was 19 and uh, I saw my, I never played my toys, of course, because I was 19, but I still kept them. You know, they're sentimental to me. Right. And I remember I got back from the summer and they were gone. And my parents had yard sale and they sold all of my toys. Oh. <laughs> every, every toy was gone. All my G.I. Joe's, Turtles, every one of them gone. But I, it's nice to have back. I think I've bought back maybe 90% of them now, though that I lost, but it's not the same. They weren't mine. They weren't right. yours. No. Somebody else's. Yeah. Yeah. I had that too. I went back home to uh, Carson and I was going to, when I did the road trip uh, last summer, I was going to take my toys home. And what I remember being in that box was a lot of Ninja Turtles, some He-Man figures. I think I had a big giant mean Gene Okerlund doll or not doll, but it was an action figure that was like this big. 
a um, couple of wrestling figures and stuff like that. And my dad had tossed them. <laughs> they don't exist no more. That's I'm like, awesome. Crap. Wow. <laughs> like, I just really wanted the Ninja Turtle and He-Man things. You know? I yeah. had one of those Ninja Turtles, too, where, like, if you took the zip tie and you ran it through the shell, they would talk. Yeah, okay. And one of I those, those, I remember yeah. that being in there. But I was definitely... I didn't show the frustration. I was like, well, okay, yeah, it is what it is. But on the inside, I was like, Whoa, I know, I know the same way. I was like, yeah, I'm 19, you know, I'm trying to play it cool and all, but yeah, I was a little mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I get that. You have that nice connection to it. It's just something about when you go, when you hear an old theme song or you have an old, just vivid memory of that, man, it takes you back to such a simple time. Yeah. And it's, I love it. I, I, I know time travel is not real, um, but the whole fact that one thing can take you back in that moment. No. Wait, 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 wait. Time travel's not real? Well, it hasn't been discovered yet. <laughs> Get on it. You're the brains of the operation. <laughs> well, it's, it's it, funny it now because, you know, I've got two boys and, you know, going out and, you know, it, we have fun going to the toy store and picking out toys, but you know, it makes you wonder as a parent now, you know, will those toys have the Never. same collectability or nostalgia factor that the toys that we grew up with did? And, you know, is it worth buying two or making sure that they're well cared for? You just don't know at this point, you know? No, I, I don't I don't think they will be. They just seem to so cheaply made. I remember when the uh, Thundercats reboot came out, what, like 10 years ago? When yep. was that? Yeah. 10 years ago? And I bought almost every single toy of those that when it came out, and I would say seventy-five percent of them are broken the first day we had them. Yeah, they were so cheaply made. Yeah, so I, I definitely just don't think don't... They're, they're not going to be the same. I don't think. No, because you're right. They the way the old ones used to be made, like if you remember in like the He-Man action figures with the whole turning and stuff, had that real thick rubber band like between their legs and stuff that held it all together for them to move. Yeah. Awesome. That is that is way awesome. But that was the thing. I remember I had uh what was that uh space looking guy that had the blue face and he had like the solar system on his chest and spin him around and I remember having that guy in that lost box. But huh. those toys took a beating, man. You used yeah, to be able they to did. clank them yeah. and freaking do whatever, man. And I I think I still had the skunk man and he still stunk. He still yeah, had that weird smell to him. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because skunk or's um, smell was patchouli. And so I had him in with all of my other He-Man figures. Every time I smell patchouli now, it instantly brings me back to He-Man figures. Right. It's like I have I have Moss Man here. Oh, Moss Man was sweet. The material of him, yeah. how he felt. Yeah, and he kind of, a little faint smell. Not I don't know. Dude, it, that is cool because I remember Beast, uh, the red one, the big beastie guy. Yeah. He had that same kind of feel to him, man. That like velvety, like. Yeah, and these are stuff. they're they're rare to find in this in this condition. All oh, the, that is awesome. All the fur is still on there. Yeah, most of that yeah, flocking has that. been has come off over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the toys I unboxed, so it was brand new when I opened it. That's why it's such good condition. That is so cool. That is awesome. Um, boy, what was I going to say? Oh, um, I don't know. I know Tony wasn't big into to comic books. You know, I was a huge comic book collector yeah. um, growing up. Uh, and I don't know about you, Tim, but, you know, I, you know, became a, 
you know, a teenager in the era of the 90s where, you know, everything started becoming collectible and, yep. and you know, first edition and number ones that are today are worth nothing. Yeah, but then, yeah, you know, true. my older, <laughs> yeah, my older comic books, you know, uh, certainly are, you know. And the 90s, 90s wasn't a good year for comic books, I think, because everybody was collecting them. So there was too many issues out there to become collectible, I think. Exactly. Right. Um, but, yeah, I was huge on comics, too. I, I remember the first ever comic book that I owned I was laying on the floor in the living room in Reno and dad came home from work and he tossed me a comic book that he got at his store and it was the uh, Flash versus Superman race. Okay. So that's my first ever comic book because I was a huge Superman fan because of the movies. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, that's still am. I think Superman is still my favorite, maybe Batman too. But yeah, I, I love Batman, Superman. Um, X-Men animated series got me super interested in X-Men. So they were my favorites probably in the 90s. Yeah. With X-Men. Mine too. But I also remember in high school, I used to get lunch money and I would never eat lunch. I would go to the store afterwards and buy the newest issues of, com of whatever comic book it was out there. So <laughs> right. I, I loved comic books. Well, and it's funny, you were talking about like the JCPenney catalog. And every time the new catalog came out, uh, at least during the late 80s, early 90s, they had a package of like, 20 comic books that were, you know, all Marvel, yeah, or all that. DC. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, my parents would get that for me and my brother. And, you know, it was so much fun just waiting for it to come in the mail. Yeah. You open it up, see what was in there. And, um, yeah, just being a, a kid as a comic book collector and, and trying to draw, you know, comic book yep. characters. Yep. And, you know, it was so much fun. And it's it's nice to see that, you know, I, I think hearkening back to the beginning of our conversation, what Hollywood is doing with these you know, characters and, and treating them the right way. Yeah. So like you said, it gets people our age now. It's good. And I'll show you too. I'm kind of a poser. I've got, <laughs> I've got a couple X-Men uh, comic books. Other uh, directions. Just, just right here. So yeah, I should just use this hand and just go, eh, whatever. But they're up on the wall. And I got those at a flea market up the road for, wow. I think it was like five of them for like a buck. So. And they're old school X-Men ones. And yeah, sweet. they're in great condition. And uh, I remember the ones that I collected were um, the Archie uh, Teenage Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I had all yeah. those too. Yeah, those ones were good because they kind of followed the cartoon a little bit, but not so much. But yeah. they introduced like, yeah, it was the first time I saw Ray Filet, the whole that <laughs> Ray guy. And um, first time I saw the uh, Triceratons were there before the cartoon were in the comics. Yeah. Very cool. Well, it looks like we're coming up on a uh, hour of the recording, which I think is probably a good point for us to, uh, you know, call it a day and maybe we can do a round two here in the near future. But, Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think that. I think it was fun catching up with you, Tim, and, and, you know, getting an insight into your background and, you know, what you do with your podcast, because, you know, it goes to show that not all pop culture podcasts are created equal. So there's room for for everybody out there. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm so glad that I ran into you guys in Reno. When I saw you guys sitting there and I saw the name of the podcast, I was like, you know, for, I think we're kindred souls, you know? Exactly. Absolutely. And yeah. then you told we me were. you're from Reno as well or from the area at least. And I was like, that's awesome. It was around the same age. So we just clicked. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. And it was so good. It was like having you there was that nice, warm, you know, like for us or being at our first convention, you just made us feel so welcome. And then you're like, here, come meet you know yeah. come meet this person over here and then this one um and it was really nice it was jim cummings that was over by us and brian was, cummings oh yeah brian, jim's yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I said Brian. I said Jim. I meant yeah, Brian. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jim Cummings, Brian Cummings. Jeez. See, this is why you're the, the brains of the show. I'm not. The humor, but uh, so you'll be at the Denver uh, Pop Culture Con. Yes, I will be. I just submitted my panel idea this afternoon. Perfect. So I'm gonna buy. I'm probably gonna buy my flight this coming week. I think. Oh, very cool. Well, when you get to Denver, man, uh, we'll have to uh, go hit up that '80s pizza and. uh, Oh, absolutely! That would be stuff. Um, We're hopefully gonna be a part of it. Um, We don't have anything official yet. Yeah, we've uh, been working through the logistics, and and uh, you know, because we have a uh, high school reunion, I think the week before, so may road trip it out there uh, for it. But uh, no, we're excited. We, you know, after the how well things went with the Reno pop culture con being on that side of the table was so yeah. much fun. And, and, you know, we definitely want to be more involved and, and, uh, you know, make it a, a regular thing. Absolutely. And, and stay on their radar so they can keep having us there. You know, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I saw a lot of, uh, a lot of the good guests that yeah. were at the Reno one are going to be up at this Denver one again. Yep. So I saw Keith Coogan was the like the most recent one announced again. So dishes are done, man. Very cool. Well, for our listeners, Tim, why don't you tell people where they can find your podcast, the name of the podcast, and uh, that way, uh, hopefully, we can get you some more subscribers. Absolutely. If you just check out Saturday Morning Rewind, I'm pretty much everywhere you find podcasts. Um, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, pretty much ever everywhere podcasts are found, you'll find Saturday Morning Rewind, or just go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com, and you can listen right there. And you have a P- Patreon page as well. I do, yeah. So if you just check out the donation tab on the website, you can go right there. And if you want to check out my YouTube channel, it's all right there too. Very cool, very what cool. What about you guys? Where can people find you guys? Uh, again, there? anywhere that you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, um, even the little ones. And then, uh, as we mentioned, we broadcast the live video uh, of each of our shows on YouTube, on the Proton Pack podcast page there, and on uh, Facebook as well. And so you can see our ugly mugs and uh, you know, <laughs> see what we're doing as we're uh, you know recording the podcast, but uh, it, it's added a, a fun little element to uh, uh, you know the way people ingest the content yeah absolutely well very cool appreciate it Tim and uh, I think uh, this is probably a good time for us to uh, end the recording and call it a day to be continued exactly <laughs> see you guys later <laughs>